재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Welcome back. Every week at this time, we do a little feature called TOS on TBS. The TOS stands for Time Out Soul, a magazine full of ideas for spending free time creatively. And we are nearing the end of February. That means maybe, maybe it's going to get a little warmer. And magazine editor Hana Yoon is here to tell us about ways to take advantage of that and to get fit, stay in shape, and have a little fun doing it. Welcome back, Hana. Hi, Kurt. So, yeah, uh, hopefully it'll get warm soon. <laughs> I, I hope so, yeah. I'm like, a, I, I, I'm kind of a lump during the winter. I don't move that much. How about you? Uh, I don't move that much during the winter, and I don't move that much during the summer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but those who want to move a bit more, you're going to inform them about how to do it. Well, even if you don't want to, you know that you often have to because exercise is such an important thing. You know, um, there are so many proven benefits to exercise that I don't think we could even list them all during the show. Exactly. Uh, heart disease prevention, lowering blood pressure and stress. I think that's a big one for me because it's like, even though I hate exercising, I know that I'm like slightly less anxious of a person when I do it. Yeah. Most yeah. people don't really like exercising, but they like <laughs> having exercised, you know, when uh, it's over and you're having a beautiful sleep or, you know, you wake up the next morning, you feel good. Um, and a lot of people are wearing these uh, quantifier of their body right, uh, right. vital signs, right. you know, so that you can see your heart rate in real time and all well, that stuff. Nowadays, you can even have that on your phone. So you yeah. you have like those trackers to see how much you've walked during the day. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, I've never even gotten that. Like, I don't, you know, they talk about that endorphin high when you exercise mm. or I, I just, I, I have no idea what people are talking about. <laughs> well, it is, a, it is a natural depression buster. I mean, um, you know, uh-huh. there have been days when I feel a little bit lumpy and down and all right. that and, and uh, doing a bit of exercise really can turn that around, especially, you know, a little bit of running or anything kind of intense. Do you run? When it's warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not one of these, you know, diehard run no matter what kind of people, but if the weather is pleasant, I, uh-huh. I'll do some running. Or like high school sports or family sports you've done in the past? Oh, yeah. I used to do a lot of sports. I wasn't Ah. good at them, but I used to do um, (laughs) basketball and soccer and baseball, Uh uh, you know, all the different sports. And uh, nowadays, uh, a little running, a little biking. I've never done a sport. Like, I've never been coordinated enough to, like, do anything with it throwing things or catching things i've been like i have this thing in my mouth Uh, i have like a small brace and it's because when i was playing soccer in high school me and this girl butted heads well (laughs) her head butted into my teeth and i actually had both my teeth knocked out and i say that's my um excuse for not exercising all this trauma i I once kicked myself in the teeth oh uh, really trying to uh kick a ball (laughs) so i think i've got you uh there i've I've one upped you there we're both Mm kind of mathletes in in our own way uh so you don't do regular exercise right. nowadays well um i there have been periods of my time where my life where i've regularly gone to the gym or done pilates or yoga or yeah. something like that um but not really well i really don't have any time to do so even if i wanted to with my work schedule yeah um although they say you know even doing seven minutes of yoga a day is very effective yeah i believe it uh-huh. because part of what it does or and this is the same principle with tai chi too is it redistributes <clears throat> energy and blood flow around your body right. even if you're not you know quote unquote burning calories and stuff <laughs> like that you're redistributing your your body energy right but 
for people who don't like to exercise, kind of like you said you are, um, there are sort of stealth exercises that you can do that don't quite feel like exercising, right? Right. Um, like there, well, yeah, and there are like very social exercises or like there are just things where you move around and you can kind of call that an exercise or not, depending on how you term exercise, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, and, you know, right about now is like when people forget about their New Year's resolutions. <laughs> yeah. But it's still important to, well, like a lot of people are still thinking about getting fit because of the spring coming and the warmer weather. Right. Right. Uh, and preparing for that, you know, actually, I think it's not politically correct to say preparing for like the bikini body anymore. Right? Yeah. Well, just say the swimsuit body and then you've right. taken the gender <laughs> out of it. Uh, oh, no, uh, but... I think even it's supposed to be this body-friendly image where everybody is a bikini-friendly body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that there. I guess trying to get more fit. I think that's a more general term for it. And, uh, you know, back in January, our magazine, we did the Get Fit issue. Uh-huh. Uh, and how we came about was, how it came about was all of us editors, we sat down and we got talking about which exercises are trending right now. Like which ones people seem to be talking about and which are kind of new and uh People are exploring. It's not like your traditional running or... Or heaving uh, weights or, right, uh, right. you know, that kind of thing. All right. Um, so uh, what they did was they researched the background and then they did sort of a day trial on it and then gave us feedback on what it was like. I personally didn't do an exercise. I'm I didn't shocked. <laughs> I didn't do a day trial, but I did talk to uh, Denny Hong, who's actually a dance expert. He's a ballroom dance expert. Uh, and and then I went to a salsa academy, and then I talked to some of the teachers there and then observed uh, salsa dancing for a few hours mm, okay. uh, in order to... That is a pop, that, that there you go a perfect stealth exercise that doesn't really <laughs> seem like an exercise but you it's very kinetic. Uh, you know when I went there I really understood why it was an exercise. So get, to start off a little bit talking about what salsa dancing is, uh, in the social scene it comes with a variety of styles and some of this is you know a lot of help from Denny. Uh, who's on later today on the program. Yeah, he's on with Amy, right? Right. And then uh, I'm a little bit nervous he's listening because he gave me a lot of tips on this. Um, But there's the Cuban style, the Colombian style, the L.A. style, and those are called on one. So those have accents on the first and fifth beat. Ah, I see. Uh, And then there's the New York style, which is called on two. And those have accents on the second and sixth beat. So if, if you're like me and you can't really do math either, right, this is maybe not the exercise or dance for you uh, right? I, I don't think you have to count I think you, <laughs> you, know, uh, you don't have to uh you know wow one two you can just feel that and, well well yeah but i guess for me who's not well coordinated and can't count properly all right fair <laughs> it's enough it's very nerve-wracking yeah i think uh that that second sort of beat is probably the the, the more dominant one right <laughs> yeah also uh, in korea the on two style of dancing is a lot more popular but depending on the venue you can find on one and on two or whatever beat that people choose mm-hmm. and um so after finding out a little bit of this information from denny uh, i went to a dance academy in the Gangnam area and if you're curious about which one that is you can check it out on our website you guys got all the listings for uh-huh. everything mm-hmm uh, and I actually got the chance to go there two times and sit there for a few hours. And sit there. You went to a dance <laughs> class and you sat there. Is that what you're telling me? Well, you know, these people are so good. Or like maybe even if they're amateurs, to me they look so good because they're just coordinated. So you were the wallflower. Yes. 
<laughs> okay, well, at least you got some good observing. Then. And um, my photographer and I got to go there and like take some photos and see how the classes are done. Uh, I talked to the teacher there, Teresa. Uh, and, you know, she's, like, very fit, very friendly, exactly how I would imagine a professional salsa dancer. And she's one of the best known names among the Korean salsa dancing community. Okay. Uh, and she was explaining to me a lot of the stuff that sounds like the kind of thing that would come from the movie Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. I know it's a different kind of dancing that they do in there. No, no, yeah, kind of salsa, loosely salsa-based. Right. Or, yeah. uh, you know, like, the most important part of starting to dance is opening up the mind and learning to be one with the music. Yes. Um, which I'm sure is very important, but to someone that doesn't know anything about dance, yeah. it was very vague and kind of reminiscent And you of have movies. to unhinge your hips a little bit. I right. went to a salsa class in Ecuador one time, oh, and have. she had for the entire hour, this woman had me, mueve las caderas, which is just circulate your hips over <laughs> and over. I felt like I was on a swivel. Well, so, I, I I get it. Like, I get that that's important, but how do you do it on heels is, like, the amazing part to yeah. me. Uh, thankfully, uh, I don't have to learn that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it amazes me that uh, some of the, the, the heels that get worn in this town, that anybody can do anything. So you got to see about an hour or so of dance, and uh, I you inspired to go back? I mean, I, I would love to if I could learn to count and coordinate someday. Uh, and, you know, I think one thing I never realized was, to to me, they just look good. Mm. I don't know about the steps in between. Sure. And she was saying, you know, when beginners come to class, it's not about even learning the steps at first. It's about learning the basics and learning when to turn right. and uh, how to do before. There's so much to be done before you actually have a partner. Yeah, yeah. And all these things that I don't necessarily imagine. Back a few months ago, we did a thing on tango in Korea, which mm. is also big. And if you're n- you don't want to get so kinetic with the salsa, there's some great tango classes, and you can go a little slower. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, I think this uh, salsa dancing is really great for people who want to meet new people, right? Yeah. If you are not someone who can keep up your own routine mm-hmm. and, and you just want to go out there and meet people, I think this is really great because, you know, I think the environment is very social. Absolutely. So you go there, you meet each other, you have a few drinks yep. after class and then go to a salsa club together. I think it sounds like a lot of fun. And gentlemen, the male to female ratio is extremely <laughs> favorable. Yes. It's extremely, many mm. more women than men at this class. So uh, it's like a candy store in a way. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's a great social activity and it's uh, good for fitness at the same time. Right. But if you're like me and you're a little bit, well, I don't know if I can define myself as shy, <laughs> but if you're a little bit shy about exercise sizing at least um it might not be so good for you, and if, especially if you're looking for a solitary exercise, because I don't like to exercise in front of other people. <laughs> okay. If I'm going to do it, it's going to be at this gym in the middle of nowhere where no one can see me. With a black hood on and... Uh, <laughs> Sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, let's go on to another semi-social activity for, for people that do want to get out there a bit. Right. Um, but if you're looking to not look embarrassed or look embarrassing, this also might not be one for you. This is flying yoga. Flying yoga. Uh-huh. You wrap yourself in various sheets and linens right. and, and ascend up and then come back down. Have hopefully you done it? I've not done it. I've seen it. <laughs> and I had a friend uh, who just uh-huh. returned uh, to Canada who uh, was absolutely mad about it. She loved it. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I've never met someone who does it regularly, actually. Yeah. So it's actually yoga. Flying yoga is yoga you do in a hammock. 
right? Uh, I always pronounce this aerial yoga is also what they call it, okay. right? Yep. Uh, anti-gravity fitness is actually how the term started out mm-hmm. uh, back in 2007. So it's not an old exercise at all. It's not like running, which has been around since dark ages, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, and it was started by um, an athlete and a dancer named uh Christopher Harrison. Mm-hmm. Um, and it became a workout program that incorporates aerial performances with the concept of fitness. Yeah. Uh, when that was brought into Korea, it was called Flying Yoga by, uh, and it was brought here by director Lee Sang Mi, who actually we spoke to. Uh-huh. Um, so using, it's pretty much like yoga, except you do it on a hammock, right? Yeah, that sounds a bit misleading. You don't like stretch out and lie down no, no, on a no. hammock. You yeah. basically have two hammocks uh, on each of your arms, and you mm-hmm. use those to kind of roll your body up. Right, it's, right. It takes enormous uh, core strength and discipline to, to to maintain the balances and to lift your body off the ground. Right. Um, and if you practice flowing, flowing, flying yoga regularly, it's supposed to straighten out your back and your shoulders. Mm. Right. So. Uh, there are seven branches of that here, and I see, uh, I've been hearing of, um, especially a lot of young women, Korean women in their, like, 20s or so, yeah. uh, trying it out, and they're, it's it's not really big yet, Okay. Um, and I wonder if it's more of a passing phase or how long it will stick around, but it seems like sort of a hot topic, especially in the Gangnam area right now. Absolutely, mm. and there are some very posh gyms out there right. to, to do flying yoga. I don't know if it'll stay around or not. It's very minimal on equipment, so that's a plus. Mm -hmm. But uh, it is a bit of an esoteric kind of sport. It's not for everybody, right? And I think um, it's a little bit on the pricey side, at least for now. Very much Um, so. Especially because there aren't that many venues. um, One of the the people on our staff, Shiwa, so one of my coworkers, she actually went to try it out. And we were like, oh, we have to take photos of Shiwa doing it. But I, I actually think none of them ended up in the magazine. How did Shiwa do? Uh, she said she was pretty scared at first. And I can imagine, like, stepping into the room and looking at the hammock and that looking pretty intimidating overall, I think. I believe that. Uh, but she said uh, she was actually afraid that the hammock was going to break. <laughs> but apparently this hammock is designed to withstand more than 1,000 kilograms. Yeah, these are basically, it's, you say it's silk. But, um, you know, it's basically like parachute silk. Mm. You know, it's meant to hold intense pressures and weights. Yeah. Uh, So she said she actually managed to complete all the poses and did pretty well. Um, She said that it actually helped her to gain some uh, faith in the hammock. Oh, no doubt. Right, no right. doubt. And some faith in her own sense of balance. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, when you're, when you're up there, uh, you're, you're turning upside down and stuff. Not, I, I speak as if I've done it. I've never done it. <laughs> yeah, I've you sound it. like the expert. <laughs> and I would love to see you in a hammock, I think. <laughs> All right. You know, don't challenge me because I will step up. But oh, then I, I think that this should be a well. Koreascape episode. This is a, I'm uh, trying to give RPD some ideas. This is a Koreascape <laughs> weekly dare. We're looking for some, uh, some good ideas. All right. Uh-huh. And I get to dare you back. Uh, so there's there's flying yoga. Right. Honestly, I'm a little bit of a skeptic. I can't imagine going to do it myself, but it does seem pretty interesting. And, you know, in the photos, everyone looks so graceful. Yeah. Right. I don't know if it's because it's the photos, but well, I would couple, love to be that graceful. A couple of years back, mm. do you remember the Grammy Awards where Pink did that? Right. Uh-huh. You know, that's a, essentially mm. what she did, mm-hmm. flying yoga, and she was wrapped up in these silks and doing these unbelievably gorgeous uh, gymnastic moves. and. Well, 
credit to her. She right. has the body for it. Christopher Harrison, actually, uh, the man who invented it, he, I think he closed for one of the Winter Olympics. I'm not sure which one, but he had a big ceremony with uh, doing this kind of performance, and a lot of that is where it originated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it comes kind of out of the performance right. sphere a little bit. Let's move on. Any other sports we can talk about? Uh, so indoor climbing, I think that's the one we're going to talk about uh, for the last one today. Superb. We know all about that here. We just recorded a bunch <laughs> of stuff at an indoor climbing gym. And in ah. fact, that's the highlight of this Saturday's Planet Korea. We're going to go okay. to a gym. And our Australian social media intern, Hansel, uh, made an absolutely heroic wall climb <laughs> that we're, we're going to bring to you. Okay, well, then you can tell me more than I can tell you. Um, apparently, it's called sports climbing in Korea. Sports climbing. Uh-huh, according to my Korean coworkers. Okay. And uh, you see, I mean, it's pretty recognizable. You go into a gym and you see that kind of artificial wall with the different colorful holds on it. Exactly. Uh, and it was first used to enjoy rock climbing when the weather couldn't uh, hold up. But now it's become sort of an independent sport on its own. Yeah, it's own. kind of on its own. Mm-hmm. And uh, the all of the little knobs on the wall are numbered so that right. you can't just climb willy-nilly any one you want. You have to follow a certain pattern. And mm-hmm. that usually means you have to stretch way out with your legs and uh, grab different holds. It's it's not easy. Most of our team that did it, I didn't do it. I had a pulled <laughs> hamstring. But uh-huh. um, most of our team that did it were was up on the wall for like three or four minutes and uh, just breathing as heavily as if they'd just run a 100-meter sprint. Ah, okay. Well, apparently there are three types of climbing at this particular gym that she went to, mm-hmm. lead climbing, uh, which is to see how like high you can go, bouldering, okay. uh, which is a 3- to 5-meter artificial wall without equipment, mm-hmm. and then there's speed climbing, kind of going quite Like a quick. race. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she was saying that, you know, most people would think lead climbing is the easiest, but it's actually bouldering that's recommended for newbies. Yeah. Um, and that's what our editor, Hewan, tried out. And she really went in with this attitude like, oh, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. Um, and there are 14 different holds in that course that she was going through. And she was saying she couldn't get past holds four and five yeah and she thought she was there for like a good half hour but she was only there for like less than five minutes less than five minutes and that's Mm -hmm. how they they say that this sport goes is you you do these little three and four minute climbs then you come down and you rest for about 15 minutes because you're cashed out and then your muscles kind of rest up again and then you can do another five minutes so you end up spending two hours at the gym but your actual (laughs) climbing time is maybe 25 minutes or so yeah, um, it's pretty popular. I remember, like, even years ago in, like, the States and, like, my European friends talking about this. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is a little bit of the older trending sports, I think, in Korea, for sure. Um it was really funny doing this because the day after all these exercises, all my coworkers would come in with their bodies so sore, yeah. right, unable to sit in their sore chairs. Sore in places that they didn't even know existed. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, and that's what um, our editor, Hewan, was saying about this climbing. She's like, I didn't know that these muscles existed in my body. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's the obliques and the you know the muscles that are supporting the other muscles. Yeah. Right. So you sent poor Haywan to do this. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a little bit unfair because I got to sit down and watch these graceful swole dancers. <laughs> I see <laughs> theme emerging here. <laughs> Hannah sits in the corner and watches uh, other staffers do their exercise. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, I sit, I go on all the food events, right? And then I send all the editors to do the hard work. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Now, mm-hmm. if you want to learn more about indoor climbing, I, like I said, that is the uh, central thing in our Planet Korea segment this week. Of course, we want you to watch the or listen to the entire program. That starts at uh, 9.05 on Saturday. But if you're short on time and you just want to hear the climbing thing, that comes around about 9.40 a.m. So you can you can hear it at 9.40 in the morning on Saturday. Anything else real quick before we uh, before we wrap up? So I just want to say this is part one of this uh, Get Fit series because it's very important to get fit. <laughs> so next week we're going to talk about uh, Pilates, CrossFit, and then some places to exercise outdoors. All right. It's time to get into motion after a winter of uh, beer drinking and reading your favorite novels. <laughs> uh, let's get out and let's start moving. Hana, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. All right. That brings TOS on TBS as well as today's edition of Koreascape to a close. We are produced by Christina Saul with associate production by Jamie Lee. GP1 is our writer. I'm Kurt Asian. Remember, follow us on Facebook or Twitter. It's Koreascape, one word. We're back tomorrow with the, spe- the second of our special two-part People in Seoul about the life and work of photographer Herb Ritz. So tune in then. As we leave you today, we're taking a listen to a K-pop quartet to anyone's hit signal. No, I can say that again. 21. I'm not that unhip. 21's Hit, did I say that right? 21s. Uh, hit signal, I'm the best. Is that the right way to say it, Hannah? Yeah. 21. It was ranked among American Network Fuse TV's 19 best workout songs for your 2015 Get Fit playlist. We're now two and a half months into 2016. Even if you've forgotten your New Year's resolution, this will remind you. I am the best by 21. <laughs> Chalaga. Nega Chalaga.